Hello, friends, and welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Daniel Quinn and Courtney Staples. On today's episode, longtime patron Jay comes back with a very fun prompt. We're going to dive right into it. But before we do, remember that if you want us to build your world, like we're about to do with Jay's, you can always go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com, follow the instructions and click on some buttons, and then we'll build your world within a timely manner. If you want to follow us on social media, we're at Let's World Build over on Twitter. If you want to come chat with us about Discord stuff, guess what? We've got a Discord. Follow the link in the description for that, and you can come chat with us online. If you're feeling particularly generous, or if you just want our sweet, sweet patron-only episodes, you can always go to our Patreon with a link for that in the description and give us all the money that you want as long as it's not more than $10, because that's the maximum we're allowing. Anyway, enough with the shilling, on to the prompt. Jay says, welcome to the land of a thousand dueling banjos, where music is might. Conflicts are not solved with weapons and warriors, but with instruments and musicians. Be quick to draw the bow of your fiddle, because the literal bands of outlaws won't give you time to warm up. Jay, first of all, that's a killer prompt in and of itself. Agreed. Like tons of flavor already built in, very well written. This is like the gold standard of prompts for everyone else who wants to throw it in there. I just want to toss out like a big kudos for how good that is. (laughs) On to his tenets. Jay says, instruments replace weapons and conflicts are resolved with musical duels. Number two, the setting can take place in high fantasy, futuristic space, or even just on Earth, so long as it has a Wild West or New Frontier aesthetic. And finally, legends and folk tales say especially skilled musicians can sometimes manifest strange abilities. Now, normally, this is the time where I would jump to one of my co-hosts to Mm -hmm. suggest the first tenet. Today, I'm stealing the spotlight, or just maintaining it, I guess, because I want to start mine off. Now, if you'll recall, our last series was pretty apocalyptic, pretty dark, Little uh, bit, yeah. literal, literally scouring the planet of all human life. So my first tenet is going to be this setting is going to be a little bit more lighthearted in nature. And in particular, I want a theme of romance to be prevalent throughout the setting. Now, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of, you know, there's a lot of music. There's a lot of... uh great musicals that have romantic themes or subplots. There's operas like Carmen that evoke that kind of like passion that gets all riled up when you're doing musical things. I mean, like, come on, there's, there's so much passion and heat and like there's just so much good stuff that we can do with a big musical setting. And that's where I want to start us off today, folks. Jump in, give me your thoughts. Let me know how y'all feel about that. I'm all for that. Um, I do agree that it would be nice to have a bit lighter of a setting than our, our previous one. Um, so I'm I'm down for that. And I do like the idea of bringing in romance as a theme because it is something that usually gets like sidelined in world building. Like there's so mm-hmm. much focus on war and violence and engineering and science and stuff, but very little on like that type of human connection. Um, so I'm, Absolutely. I'm all for it. And if you're looking for conflict, oh boy, romance Mm -hmm. is a great battlefield, especially when you toss in some music and stuff like that. I was thinking about like all the musicals that also have like heavy, you know, romance subplots and whatnot. And I'm like, oh boy, there's a bunch of really good ones and some kind of mediocre ones too, with some good bangers. I'm looking at you, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. You did (laughs) not age well at all. Um, I, I love musicals. Do you really? Wait, really? I sure do. What? what? Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> My mind is being blown right now. Same here. I was not expecting what? that at all. I am a lover, <laughs> avid lover of musicals. Daniel. Oh, I didn't know you love musicals. Oh my God. Yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh. I Hold on. Musicals, so I can never watch musicals with her. 
Wait, okay, wait a minute. Hold on. We're learning things about each other on the podcast live. Wait a minute. I didn't think you'd like musicals, so I'm surprised. Wait, why would Daniel? I I hosted and sang karaoke for two years. Uh Why would you think I wouldn't like musicals? Oh, I mean, I feel like karaoke, there's obviously things in common, but like karaoke is a different thing, right? Like, yeah, but like music in general, I I, yeah. I sang like I I like love Bob Fosse and like all that. Stuff. Oh yeah, Daniel, yeah. Come I on, mean you're man. a stage man. There's no doubt about that. But I didn't know you liked musicals. Absolutely. Okay, wait. I'm more surprised that you love musicals Thank because you, like you hate everything famously, <laughs> but specifically you don't listen to music. Although now that I think about it, all the best musicals are like like the seventies and before that. So I think that does make a little bit of sense now that I'm thinking about it. I like, um, um so some few, so some modern ones, um, uh, repo man and, um, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Sing along blog, Dr. Horrible sing along. Oh, blog. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Um, I that's like, like 20 years old now. I'm pretty oh sure. My God. By the way. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Like shit. Hedwig and the angry inch. Um, that's great. Yep. Any of the kind of like, uh, like that one classic, like obviously Les Mis, like stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. The ones that are like extra dramatic, I'm super into. Uh, uh, boy, I'm most, uh, well, I love Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia is great. Yeah, can't mm-hmm. go wrong. See, I, I'm a big fan, like I said, of Bob Fosse. So that's stuff like all that jazz, uh, not Chicago. Everyone thinks that I'm talking about Chicago when I say oh, all I like that Chicago jazz. Too, yeah, yeah, Chicago's great, but you should also watch all that jazz, which is kind of about Bob Fosse as well. Mm. Um, but no, some of, some of my favorites. We'll toss that in there, Daniel. Um, I love all the Fred and Ginger movies from like the nineteen like thirties and stuff like oh, that. Also, like really old stuff. Yeah, like I <laughs> I took a movie class in college, and like oh. this was a big part of it because that was like th- that was like the the Marvel movie of its day mm-hmm. was like the Fred and Ginger type movies. Like, well, I mean, this is not Fred and Ginger, but like uh, Top Hat is a classic. And I thought that it's like, this is going to be a dumb musical. And then it's like, no, the the dialogue is super witty. The the dancing and the singing is all fantastic. I became an instant fan. I was like completely won over by it. Um, but like Singing in the Rain is also a classic. Uh, again, I think Top Hat's probably one of my favorites of all time. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm really a big fan of like Bob Fosse. All that jazz and uh, uh, Cabaret are two of my favorites. Mm, Cabaret then, is oh, excellent. Yeah. Cabaret is excellent. Like mm-hmm. that, they, there are... So many chilling moments in that mm-hmm. movie for like good and bad reasons, you know. Um, I like Joshua and I like Moulin Rouge, uh, pretty much any of them. Uh, Moulin Rouge, I, I did not remember liking very much. Um, I'm easily I, I felt... pleased with musicals. Who? I'm easily pleased with musicals. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Um, some, uh, I mean, we can also talk about like some of the more modern ones, like mo- pretty much all of Disney stuff is like pretty fun in some way for ter- in terms of music. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Kanto was like, okay as like a movie, but a really great, you know, like fun, like songs and stuff like that. Cause it's Lin-Manuel Miranda, obviously, you know, mm. um, oh man, Daniel, I'm so glad that we got <laughs> to have this bonding moment because I'm so excited uh to talk our our new musical setting because that's that's so fun um also uh quick aside dr horrible sing-along blog came out in 2008 so that was a long time ago yeah we're old just that's like what happened in college jeez that was like just before i left for grad school right damn damn Wow. All right, so we've established that we somehow inexplicably, both inexplicably love musicals. So uh, please, someone take a tenet, and we can kind of we can kind of see how this develops a little bit further. Uh, Courtney, we have not heard from you very much, so let's start with you. What is your tenet now that we've got all this singing and dancing in the way? Yeah, I've got to admit that I haven't seen that many musicals, but. Uh... Anyway, my tenet is uh, that I'm picturing this as a space Western where the inner core of planets has, um, you know, musical academies and regimented orchestras while on Mm -hmm. the outskirts, it's much more of a musical free for all. Okay. So it's segmented between like musical academies and then like free form jazz on the outside, basically. Right. Like kind of picture like Firefly with like music instead of, yeah. (laughs) That uh, that does not surprise me, Daniel, at all. Um, I I I tried. I can't, in good faith, tell you I gave it an honest shot. Mm. But I was like, 
I watched the first episode and I really wasn't impressed enough to watch more of it. That's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you got to give it a burn. I don't think it's a, I don't think it took on really fast, but it's not many. There's so many episodes, though, right? Yeah, there's only like 12 or 13. Yeah. 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 And then again, and if, if you're not movie. a Joss Whedon fan, then it really you definitely won't like it. I, I mean, I liked Buffy. Are. Does that count? Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, definitely. It, it's got the Buffy vibe. It just it's slower to get to catch on. Like at first, I didn't really care for it either, but then I got few episodes and i'm like oh mm-hmm. this is amazing gotcha so okay I, I so i can get behind like a firefly-esque type mm-hmm. of western like space western i mean that yeah. that's totally acceptable but we do have like say where there is a demonstrable wild part and then there's like the the ballet academy or like the the sing the the music academy right yeah yeah i figured we'd be focusing more on the frontier part because that's what jay had kind of wanted in his Absolutely. uh in his prompt yeah. but just to have that other elements sort of in the background and maybe mm-hmm. they can interact at some points with the outskirts. Yeah, I'm cool with that. That was um, literally one of my tenants. Corey, thank well, you. thank you. Very sorry. Much. <laughs> Look, I've got like five more tenants if you guys want. I can I can do all of this if you want. <laughs> just just build the whole setting. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what, when we when I edit the podcast, I'll cut all of you guys out and just okay. replace you with me. Yes. And trust me, I'm already sick of my own voice when I hear this. <laughs> so that, that's going to drive me truly crazy. <laughs> so, Daniel, uh, what was your other tenant that Courtney didn't steal from you? So let's, <laughs> let's go there. <laughs> my, my, my first tenant was basically like, this takes place on a space outpost or somewhere mm-hmm. in the fringe of interstellar civilization. So, Daniel well, went space with it? No way. I know. Yeah. Well, I think we but can I mean, do like space outpost in particular, like a space station or something. Mm-hmm. But I, I like what you were saying things. about there being like um, kind of like more higher class sort of um, these schools you said, kind of like opera mm-hmm. sort of in the mm-hmm. inner rim, which is kind yeah. of cool. Yeah. So I like that. Maybe maybe what we can say is like uh, my addition to your tenant is like the focus of the story is in like an outpost of something. Yeah. Like yeah, I like that. Okay. Okay. When I love that already because I'm thinking because in like kind of fashion, right? Where at the very tippity top, because we can always make this kind of like a political statement, right? You have like strata of musical tiers. So at the very top is like Daniel's kind of suggesting like opera or mm-hmm. like quote unquote classical music. And then right, like yeah. the further down you go, it becomes like a little bit more slummy. And then there's a little bit more like there's a way there's like a bunch of different types of music as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that'd be really fun. Also, it's like kind of a jab at like music snobs and stuff like that, where it's like, yeah, we can have kind of like the corrupt, like uh, ignorant kind of um you know, upper class and then like the low down, like where the real, you know, like music kind of happens from. Uh, I think that'd be Mm -hmm. kind of a fun thing, especially with romance. Like, come on, how many people, Mm, how many people are sitting in giant poofy dresses and like starched up like, uh, like suits listening to this amazing music waft up from the undercity and then falling in love with the musician. Like there's already (laughs) a thousand different romance mm-hmm. tales that we can talk about there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Uh, um, or, or, I mean, we can also just do a Phantom of the Opera, you know, like type type situation as well. Uh, there's so much we, we could do with something like that. So I think narrowing it to a specific outpost does sound kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the tenet I have that is not that, though, <laughs> is is um, that there is a mysterious um, artifact, uh, celestial object, or starship that is playing a powerful music that can be heard from a great distance and mm. it has legendary provenance. Oh, my. Interesting. Um, is it constantly playing? Yes, and it, because, you know, in space, it takes time to hear things because they travel right. at the speed of light. Mm-hmm. People are hearing it, basically, from wherever mm-hmm. it is. Gotcha. Okay, so I, I, I can, can we say, then, that the entire station that this setting kind of takes place on is that legendary thing that we're talking about? Sure. Can it also be shaped like a giant tuning fork? I guess. Why not? Like. I mean, like, I think that'd be super fun. Plus, like, the just the general design of a tuning fork also can help you, like, segment different areas of 
you know, like social class. Oh, you mean the whole station is the entire station is a tuning fork. Yes. (laughs) I think it would be neat if that's all true and this where the source of it is somewhere inside of it like it's this whole mm-hmm. shape of the machine the whole shape of the station amplifies it into space but yes the source is not yet known or it's somewhere in there i don't know maybe it's I, like maybe this thing was discovered at some point and kind of colonized and they're still trying to figure out where that's coming from and mm-hmm. like people have been searching for years and years and years with no yeah. success yeah, and exactly. of course, the music was inside us all along. Like, that's what we're <laughs> going to end up with. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's really fun already. Um, oh, boy, I'm having a lot of fun with this. All- okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so I guess we're going to jump right into my second tenet, which is going to be I'm going to extend the idea that it's just like instru- instruments and musicians to also include uh, singers and dancers as well. So I can mm. truly have my musical that I want in my heart. <laughs> now, mind you, I don't want this to uh, take away from the idea that there are going to be like badass musicians who are like, you know, like devil went down to Dor- Georgia in uh, against each other and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, that scene from, or, or, or like that movie paint that wagon, right? Like I want that to happen. I want like there to be like duels of musicians, but I also want to be able to have singing and dancing and all that fun stuff too. No, absolutely. It makes sense to mm-hmm. include all of that. Um, so sort of maximize the types of expression that we can have in our, absolutely. our battles. That, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I'm interested in. Um, little less interested in something like interpretive dance, you know, like to, if I'm being <laughs> completely honest. What about tap dance? Tap dance, uh, big fan, like I said, Red and Ginger. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe it has to be some music that makes noise or, you know, noise mm. has to be involved, you know? So that, that way we can eliminate all the other arts that are not music. Well, well, interpretive dancing also does have a uh, audio component often. Uh, you know, like I, I'm thinking of like, Oh, uh, there's a famous one that I'm completely blanking on, which is literally just like movements of every day, but like with, with like yelping and stuff like that. I, I'm blanking on <laughs> it. Sounds I real apologize. dumb. So I'm going to, we're going to just throw that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can be real up my own ass about like artsy yeah. fartsy stuff, mm-hmm. but even I can't get into like, you know, like mm, the, the yeah. whole interpretive dance thing. I kind like, of yeah. contemporary art. So, uh, <laughs> if if anyone out there wants to convince me otherwise and has some suggestions, I'm willing to give it a shot. I want to toss that out there. But for for like my love of dancing really comes down to like, ooh, look at that Bob Fosse guy move. He's moving like a snake. Look how cool that is. You know, like that's basically where my brain goes. So that's it. I could kind of see that happening in like the inner planets, like. Of course, they have this like very red, like strict classical kind of vibe. But I imagine there's also this like kind of pompous um, part of their society that's doing some sort of snooty type experimental stuff. Um, oh yeah, and everybody sort of just pretends to like it. Like, yes, this is excellent art. Yeah, beautiful. let's and, let's put that yeah. in the inner rim. That's the <laughs> bullshit. I like that. <laughs> I hate that crap. Absolutely. There's even a musician who's like their specialty is silence, and everybody thinks they're so brilliant. Oh my god! And I just want to like, urinate on them. Uh, that's yeah. Are you saying like they're mimes? Or are you saying they're like uh, that piano piece? That fucking pie. Yes, like that yeah. piece of shit. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what you know is, it? is it just? like it's it's nothing? literally just the musician resting his hands he's oh a pianist but like he sits there for four minutes and 44 seconds and it's, it's like dumb. that's it's fine it's, it's t- one see- of the reasons why i left the digital arts program in my university <laughs> stetson university if you're listening that though teaching that bullshit to us you've cost us to intelligent minds people who would have been in your program not for that nonsense <laughs> It's fine, guys. It's it's totally look. I have I have friends of mine who like really turned me on to like noise bands and stuff like that. So I'm fine with that type of stuff. Like I'm cool with the Mister Bungle all day, every day. Like that's not a problem. But like, there's some stuff that yeah, I'm with Daniel on. And and but mm-hmm. I I think like turning that like ridiculousness up and like really like making a mockery of it i'm cool with that you know it's kind of like yeah. art school confidential Same. with the tampon and the teacup type thing yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> <Classic>. <laughs> yeah exactly um all right so 
we, we've got singing and dancing and some interpretive dance, but that's kind of dumb and made fun of. Uh, Courtney, why don't you hit us with your second tenet? We can kind of figure that out. Daniel, I cannot tell you how shocked I am that you love musicals. <laughs> oh, really? I thought it was a known thing. No, not again. I thought that you just hate music. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was yeah. expecting you to hate that first tenet that Rob threw out there. Yeah, oh, no, I was like fully all. expecting <laughs> hatred. Oh, and also, I also like um, not romance stories, traditional romance, but I like um, romantic ideas. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Well, I mean, I was I was in, in preparation for this, like with the romance stuff, I was mm. looking up like romance movies. I'm like, there's a ton of excellent ones. Like Casablanca is a yeah. classic for a reason. The Apartment with Jack Lemmon is oh, a classic. So it's yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there, uh, even something like Pride and Prejudice, you mm-hmm. know, where it's like, romance is everywhere. And there's, yeah. and it's there for a reason, you know? Like, like I was saying before, that conflict that exists within romance movies is universal. And mm-hmm. you feel that, you know? Like, there, there's this kind of like weirdly gendered thing where it's like, yeah. romance is only a, a, a lady thing. But I'm like, that's, you're fucking wrong, man. If you if you can't look at a romance and like feel those feelings or like swoon a little bit as you uh, you know as you're watching it, like come on. Yeah, there's some like weird misogynistic kind of vibe to like the anti-romance. A little bit, stance, yeah. Like derogatively referring to stuff as just chick flicks or like oh yeah yeah like kind of shitting on romance novels and stuff. It's like they're still valid works it's- <laughs> uh, to, to kind of toss in some tropey stuff there mm. i do i do want to find like a lusty blacksmith somewhere in the setting <laughs> I, I you know like that like really dangerous like he's wearing a leather apron with no shirt on like mm. that's obviously going to get you like scarred and disfigured but like <laughs> i want there to be something super over the top like that hidden nestled within the city you know <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, uh, let's, let's move on to Courtney's second tenant here. Courtney, what do you have for our second tenant? Uh, yeah. So it was funny that you brought up Devil Went Down to Georgia because, uh, inspired by that and also invoking some of Jay's tenet about the strange abilities, uh, there are otherworldly entities who will tempt mortals into duels with gifts or even like talents or abilities. Mm -hmm. Um, but of course, if the person loses, they lose their soul or die or get enslaved or something, mm-hmm. something bad happens to them. Th- that's, that's called a uh, record label. Um, mm, yes, yes. And I know that I've made this <laughs> joke when we did Land of a Thousand Decibels, mm. but guess what? It's still fucking true, y'all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those extra planar entities. Yeah. They're just the right. They're just the recording industry. Like hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have entities or a force of some sort that is tempting people in what way exactly so it's like kind of a i'll duel you um if you win you get like more musical talent or a fiddle of gold (laughs) or some other like magical instrument or um your singing voice is improved or whatever Uh, you can have some ursula from the little mermaid type Mm -hmm. situation Mm -hmm. yep yeah, I love, I love that Devil uh, Went Down the Georgia song. I think that's yeah. Good. Yeah, no, Very absolutely. Good. Charlie Daniels Band, I heard that song so much growing up in the bars mm-hmm. that my parents would drag me to. <laughs> oh, man. It gives us a lot of options, too. Like, those entities could be in some way magical. They could mm-hmm. be aliens. They could be mm-hmm. AI. Since it's a sci-fi, they could be, um, I don't know, other people trickering, tricking people. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of mm-hmm. possibilities. I, I say, yeah. like, why not, like, keep that door open, let everyone mm-hmm. in? Mm-hmm. You know, like, maybe it is kind of an industry, and maybe there's, like, sub-factions who are all trying to fight it out, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I could even see something like a, uh, you know, an entrance to the upper echelon as a, as a tempting gift for those musicians who are found in mm-hmm. the kind of city slums below, you know? Something like that, anyway. Interesting. Oh, so you're suggesting um, like there's these talent scouts that are doing this, like a <laughs> exchange for for um, signing on with them. They give give them a, a, a gateway into the high life, um, the inner rim. Yeah, I, I mm. think that's I think that's one way in, and I but I don't think that's like universal. I think that's what most mm. people will look to and be like, oh yeah, that's the easy one. 
But then to the musicians who are like, nah, I'm not really interested in that. They're like, all right, what about this fiddle of gold? You know, mm -hmm. like, and, and then that's where the, the kind of negotiations start going in, you know? Interesting. I would like them to still be like kind of weird or different in some way. Oh, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. like maybe, I don't know, they, they have the literal ability to like take your musical talent from you if you were to lose or like mm -hmm. they can, yeah, just something like kind of supernatural or something that humans couldn't naturally do. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm getting like a vibe of there being different things. So like, there, mm -hmm. it seems like there might be maybe some antagonistic group that is involved in scouting for talent and exploiting them. But I'm also seeing mm -hmm. based on what you're saying, some kind of uh, supra natural mm -hmm. thing that mm -hmm. um, is giving talents to people who otherwise wouldn't have a chance. And mm -hmm. it seems parasitic based on what you're describing. Like Ooh, that's it's cool. letting yeah. them get ahead, but it's, that comes at a cost that they're maybe not aware of. Yeah. Like some sort of like, alien race or like mm -hmm. the ghosts of an alien race that are trying to oh. come back and like kind of latching on to people to do that yeah and mm. i wonder if they're somehow tied to this uh giant tuning fork they come up with mm. oh they're okay. they're living bad notes oh yeah <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> oh yeah. yeah what if like a previous alien race had like ascended and this is all their leftover like yeah the, the bad notes like you said yeah, I'm down with that. Mm. Ha, the, yeah. it, the, you know, it's oh yeah, they're trying <laughs> to just be good music, you guys. It's the, actually that that might be kind of fun as well. It's like they're not inherently evil, mm -hmm. but they're, they're like just they just music. want to be good so bad. Mm. You know, like that's what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. It sounds like like this is music that was shitty to the aliens, right? And for whatever reason, <laughs> has been left behind. But I think the music is still so otherworldly mm -hmm. that even though mm -hmm. it is shit music from the perspective of the aliens just like from the perspective <laughs> of the inner rim the mm -hmm. outer rim's music is shit it enhances those who it's paired with and maybe that's the benefit it gives to the average musician mm -hmm. yeah and who so, knows i mean maybe what was bad music to the aliens is like it's actually good hit. yeah yeah exactly. they, maybe they didn't, they didn't mm -hmm. appreciate it but the human race will <laughs> yeah yes 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 uh, quick aside, uh, I just sent you guys um, two images from Phantom of the Paradise. Have you ever heard of that? No. <laughs> so it's oh, a movie yeah. from the 1970s. And like aesthetically, this is exactly what I'm thinking of <laughs> when I'm thinking of these, um, when I'm thinking of like the the weirdly parasitic like villains and like stuff like that. And these <laughs> weirdo like, by the way, Phantom of the Paradise is a fucking trip. Uh, it is it is worth a watch if you're at all curious at it. And it is very uh, appropriate to what we're kind of talking about here, which is like corrupt, you know, music producers and stuff like that, like backstabbing within the music industry and all that good stuff. Uh, so I, I would recommend just kind of glancing at it if you're interested in it. You can mm. figure out real quick if you're interested about that type <laughs> of music. How have we not talked about Rocky Horror Picture Show yet, Dan? Mm. Um, mm. Okay. Oh, moving yeah. on. I mean, it's classic, right? Like yeah, yeah. We have you been to the well, real quick question. Have you been to the um the house nights kind of that they have? Oh, like yeah. Oh, has have I been asked if I am a virgin? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> uh, I, and I knew the the correct answer was to say no, of course not, and uh -huh. then not get up on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I also had a, a coworker of mine who used to play Raph, uh, a riff Raph in, in like a live version of it. Mm. And uh, he was telling me, guess what guys, the cast of Rocky Horror Picture Show, they're all a bunch of freaks. They're all a bunch of weirdos and freaks. And I love all of that. So big old, <laughs> big old love to that for sure. Um, okay. I love the direction that we're going with this. This sounds super, super fun. Daniel. You have a tenant left, but you said that Courtney basically jackknifed mm. it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Much. Can Jack we Courtney. take the time mm. from your tenant and talk about how we really get into the frontier and Wild West uh, mm. theming that Jay is interested in in this particular setting? Because we have a mega city, and I'm not convinced that that's necessarily uh, the the type of like frontier town that 
Jay necessarily had in mind. I think that what we're doing is a lot of fun. I want to make sure that we're staying a bit honest with the tenets we were given. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really thinking of the tuning fork as like a mega city necessarily, just as like it was an abandoned outpost and Mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. have gradually kind of come in to colonize it. But it's very much like just a weird mix of people and maybe sort of a not super official governing body. And there's still a lot of like Mm -hmm. frontier elements. It's probably like a good uh, trading spot or way station Mm. uh, for people who are traveling through. So I feel like there's still still a lot of like frontier elements that we can give it. What if we flip that on its head? Like Mm. um, we've been thinking about this twinning fork as being in the fringe. And I know we want to have the setting take place in the fringe, but um, there's also the romantic aspect of this where Mm -hmm. romance usually has a longing attached to it. Yeah. What if this tuning fork has been recovered and is in the inner rim and is being treated or is being mistreated as this disgusting contemporary art object? And it's it's a, it's a space station in the inner rim that's been turned into this horrible museum. And the people in the outer rim can hear the music from that far away and they are inspired and they want to make their way to it. And that way we have some kind of journey to it. What if that's there are fun. like there could also be like multiple tuning forks and maybe this oh, the true. one in the inner mm. part is like calling to this one mm-hmm. oh okay oh that's yeah I like that. that's really so they're, fun they're singing to each other mm-hmm. yeah and it would that means that the alien situation could reflect the human situation because I, mm-hmm. I imagine i'm pretty sure one of the places we can go with this is a romeo and juliet situation of like yeah. high class contemporary mm-hmm. art person and a low class cl- classic artists right and maybe in the alien version of this those two forks they're two leftover notes you know they're Mm -hmm. trying to reach out to each other Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. trying to create harmony literally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) okay i i love this i love this idea that we've basically got the two ends of the of the worlds and are those are those the frontier or or are those like the civilization hubs and then the planets in between are like the fringe and that's where you get the kind of wild west confrontation. I have a feeling it's that the tuning fork in the inner rim is hub of civilization and high fashion. The tuning fork on the fringe mm-hmm. is the fringe of civilization. So like what Courtney was describing. Mm-hmm. So that one's like a kind of an abandoned um, wild west outpost. Right. And so they they reflect different like settings. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of fascinated by this, and I'm not sure if this is particularly um, appropriate for this setting. I'm kind of fascinated by this idea of this area being like a giant, like this tuning fork that's on the outer fringes is found and it's completely abandoned. Mm-hmm. And normally when things are completely abandoned, it's like a real bad situation. There's like robots there to guard it and murder anyone who's trying to get in. Like not not the case in this regard. I'm just thinking of like an, an incredibly large, like, you know, like city sized spaceship that is completely abandoned. And the idea that there is urban exploration mm, in yeah, like yeah. kind of like a spaceship that 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 is really appealing and interesting to me because mm. I feel like you can evoke the Wild West in something like that, where yeah. instead of like, oh, I'm trying to find land for my cattle it's like I'm trying to find a place for my shot. Like I'm trying to find the best place for my, you know, like my music stand or like my my like uh you know my noodle shop or something like that. <laughs> like and I'm like what? No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying, like what, what you're saying is inspiring in me an image already of, mm-hmm. of a and this is getting ahead of ourselves, but of like a story to tell in the sense that I can see, you know, some highfalutin contemporary artist having heard the note from the outer rim already knows about the notes on her her little um tuning fork and makes an expedition to meet up with these out that these outlaws but these french people to go and explore with them this mm-hmm. other you know mm-hmm. tuning fork and then you you have like a clash of cultures and possibly yep. a romance possibility but mm-hmm. like exploring this outer room tuning fork that's where all the cool stuff can happen because it, like you said it's been mm-hmm. abandoned for so long and we're also seeing parallels with the Wild West, right? Yes, you have exactly. The mm-hmm. rich, the rich people out from out east, and they're sending mm-hmm. the rich folks who have a bunch of all of these, you know, resources. 
but with them are the people who are doing there for a gold rush, but right. it's like, it's still mm-hmm. a land grab, right? So that still makes sense. We could probably even add in something as well as something like, like, oh, the, the rush here is for musical inspiration. You know, like maybe there's yeah. something that is demonstrably like beneficial to the musicians who go there and, and, and kind of like can absorb it in some way. There's some kind of creative gold rush that we can experience as we fly out to this other abandoned tuning fork, you know? Could also be the remnants of the alien instruments that they left behind that people are trying to get to. And um, that gives it that gold rush vibe. And I could also see that the station, if it's been abandoned for a very, very long time, like it's deteriorated. There are probably parts where like you basically have to space walk over Mm -hmm. to like the other side of a bridge kind of thing. And like, so I think it could be very like dangerous and, and weird in that way. Is the tuning fork broken? And in our attempts to repair it, that's how we're going to be able to return the two tuning forks back together again. Oh, I like that. The one that's that's um, on the outer rim, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and that gives purpose to those who are going out there. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you can go out there, repair this thing and create a, a, a new life for yourself. Find land and a place to be creative and, and be and, and literally become absorbed in this kind of creative bliss that you're creating and, and is instilled within the atmosphere. But then inadvertently by, by, by fixing this place up, by inhabiting it, you're also allowing this thing to become repaired and become back it, it, there the, to create harmony once more with the highfalutin, you know, inner <laughs> ring or inner city, whatever the fuck it's called, mm-hmm. the inner tuning fork looking thing. <laughs> I mean, what what you're saying is cool because it's like, it, I think it's transmitting something and I think whatever it is transmitting mm-hmm. is out of harmony, right? And it's because it's broken yes. and it, it wants to be in harmony. And maybe that's part of what has bled into the ambitions too of the contemporary artist who's coming to the outer fringe. And I'm sure that the musicians in the outer fringe too know this as well, like in some way. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this, this is already so exciting. I'm, I, there's like so many cool things that we're doing with, with themes and with, oh, this is just good. I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited about this one, y'all. This is, this, this is a feel good jam of the summer right now. It's, it's only April, although it's probably going to come out in like May, but it's still, yeah, yeah, all so, right. Still. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm getting vibes too from Outer Wilds, the computer game. Because mm-hmm, there's like mm-hmm. a lot of music in that game and you can basically like listen to uh, music in space that's coming from various planets. And mm-hmm. um, it also has get... kind of a Wild West vibe to it. Yeah, oh, that yeah. that is definitely true. Even mm-hmm. I only played like two hours of that game. But yeah, you definitely get that vibe real early on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That kind of uh, Wild West and like lonely emptiness of space type vibe, you know? yeah. Yeah. Um, I am wondering though, what happens when the tuning fork is repaired? Like, what is the harmony? I don't event? think we necessarily have to yeah. work that out because okay. where we are in the story is during the gold rush of this tuning yeah. fork being yeah. inhabited. So that's for future us to worry about. You know what I mean? Like, we <laughs> don't have to worry about that until we get well, there. It, it's how you, however you tend to adapt this, like that could be mm-hmm. how you do your conclusion. So if this is a, yes. a role-playing game, that's what you're going to play out and find out. If it's yeah. a novel, yeah. you're going to write the solution to that as your as a novelist, but this is the material you're working with so far. What if it's a rock opera, Daniel? Because I was thinking, oh, yes. <laughs> that would be fun. And there's like some, uh, yeah, I can totally see that. <laughs> totally. Oh, man. All right. I, 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 again, very, very excited for this particular setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, uh, I don't want to leave yet. That's the problem. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to have to like recap and do some, some, uh, you know, tenant work here. I kind of want to just keep, uh, all right, all right, hold on. <laughs> Is there anything else within the setting that we need to, that we have questions about that we need to answer right now? Um, how far apart are these two stations? It's a good question. I, yeah. I think that considering that we need planets as way stations in between, that they're a fairly good distance away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, what I would suggest from a science fictional perspective. Um, Damn it, Daniel. That was basically, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was asking yeah. for, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we are in a science fiction <laughs> world. The limitation that's posed, at least by the genre, um, is that these mess, these, I mean, unless we're going to introduce something magical um, or, or like semi, like soft sci-fi, um, is that the, the, the sound, right, is being transmitted from between these two forks. Mm-hmm. And without any kind of special magical stuff like warp or whatever, um, they'd be transmitted at the speed of light. So um, that's that's the maximal speed for the transmission. Mm-hmm. We can decide, though, do people travel through space here at super light speeds? Um, I mm-hmm. would say you probably need to. Um, yeah. Otherwise, we're mm-hmm. going to be dealing with massive gulfs of time. So mm-hmm. most likely there's some kind of wild, I would suggest some kind of wild west hyperspace train or something against uh, yes. them between the, like the edges oh, yeah. like a wormhole that, kind of thing yeah it just that the the transmission has been going from point a to point b for probably thousands of years mm-hmm. and back and forth and they've been you know in the meantime understanding mm-hmm. and in the inner ring like tuning fork city that's just the one that we found first mm-hmm. and we just mm-hmm. assumed that it was the only one until guess what? We found the frequency of the second one and then mm-hmm. eventually found it, the second tuning fork. And that's that would be that fantastic if, yeah. if let's say mm-hmm. this, so there's a bunch of bullshit artists, right? A bunch of four, <laughs> tw- four minutes and 44 seconds or whatever it is. Um, my, they're all mycologists, um, just as that musician was. Um, and they, they have, they've done nothing useful and produced no real new art, but this particular Jesus. contemporary artist, oh this great. particular contemporary artist who actually has some kind of technique and talent and they have suffered under the oppression of having to live up to the, the, the norms of the period, which is contemporary bullshit art. They mm-hmm. discovered in the music that they're hearing the static, right? And the static mm-hmm. is the, the disharmony coming from the other side. Ooh. And they're the ones mm-hmm. who initiate this adventure to find it. And so maybe on the other end, they, I don't know, maybe if we want to do the, in, the romance thing, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because we do do the story bit. You know, perhaps the, the outlaw or the person on the other side helps them in some way to figure this out. And that's why they go to meet that person. Yeah. I mean, I know we reference it like every episode, but oh. 1999, <laughs> the mummy, like. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Like the- Look, I will never, I, I was about to groan. In fact, I did groan, <laughs> but I will never disparage a 1999 yeah. movie, a mummy reference. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. But I, I do definitely get vibes with like the, the wealthier, very educated woman mm-hmm. kind of trekking mm-hmm. out and getting help from this outlaw type guy and oh yeah, falling yeah. in love and all that. What I would like to do, and, and I'm, I'm only thinking about this now, is how can we infuse a little bit more romance into the day-to-day operations of what mm. we're dealing with here? I'd like there to be some kind of codified means to instill that romance happens or, or is more prominent within this setting than, I, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to like add that in there that I want to see more romance besides like using it as like a flavoring because mm-hmm. that's kind of how I feel like I want to like see if we can add something that makes it like yo romance is a powerful meaningful thing within this particular setting maybe it has I, to do with like family connections um kind of wooing people from uh higher level families to sort of get into that echelon um so there's there's a lot of focus on that and that would explain the intense focus on it in the inner ring. Mm-hmm. In Instead of families, can we mm-hmm. just have it be about the people who are in love? Like for some reason, like they're just better musicians. They're better, you know, like more talented or there's some kind of creative flow that mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. I like, mean, we can even add in the family thing by having it be like families who are of opposing sides or something like that have a, a stronger harmonic resonance between the two of them or something mm-hmm. like that. I think something has to be, so I, I get what you're getting at. You want to infuse the setting, right? With a sense of how romance um, is driven in some way, fundamentally by the setting. I think we can use the disharmony in some way. So mm-hmm. maybe yes, the one tuning fork is transmitting um, this music, right? That in some ways inspiring these these useless artists right from their perspective (laughs) but the reality is the disharmony in the universe between these two forks it's made them sort of empty 
right? So they're lacking romance, a true mm. romance, mm. true ambition, oh. true connection with people. Mm-hmm. And until that harmony is fixed, they're, they're longing for something. They don't know what. And they know mm. that their lives are empty because their art is crap. <laughs> until that harmony is fixed, they can't feel the true romance. But the people who are nearer to the broken yes. um, one, mm. they feel yeah. something yes. natural and true. Right. Yeah. Like, I love thank that. you. Yeah, yeah. The guy yeah, with yeah. the banjo, he really feels something strong. He doesn't understand why, but it's because mm-hmm. this broken one is it, it's disharmony is in mm-hmm. fact the, the harmony they need. Absolutely. Okay. And, and yeah. you feel that strongest when you're in a romantic relationship yes. on the broken uh tuning mm-hmm. fork. So like you're going to and and that's honestly a kind of a draw in and of itself where it's like, no, 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 you don't understand the different like can you imagine yeah. if we if someone said Hey, if you go to West Philadelphia at this particular like mm-hmm. town or or something or or this particular street, no, no, for real, go there. I have never felt such euphoria and such this deep mm. appreciate. Like people would go, like people would go check it yeah, out. Yeah. I, I don't think Philly is probably a good option for yeah. that. I, 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 like <laughs> toss it out west, like maybe Utah somewhere, you know. Or Montana, where no yeah. one's in Montana, you know. So, mm, that's true. Uh, and I can tell from my stati- from my podcast statistics, we have no listeners in Montana either. So, whatever, fuck off, Montana. You just shit all over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's all five of, of them. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a way of literally um, uh, uh, making, uh, literally reifying the idea that you have to be in this place at this moment to really feel what it was like to be there. You know what I mean? Mm, like yes. when someone says, you know, you have to have gone um, on what's in, in Louisiana, what's the Mardi Gras? Like you have to have been mm. there to know mm. what it felt like. You know what I mean? Or it's, yeah. or it's, it's, it's also akin to like live music, you know, yeah. like if it, exactly. you know, people who, who went to Woodstock and they're like, oh, you had to be there. Or even me with my snooty ass, who's like, I saw Daft Punk live in 2007 during their live tour. And it is a different it it mm-hmm. it it hits different when you are there and you experience that vibe when you're in person. I mean, people who have been in the mosh pits can tell you the same thing too, where it's like you just melt away in a way that you just don't feel. And I think that Daniel, what you've done by adding this kind of dissonant mm-hmm. element is perfect and is so thematically appropriate as well. Yeah, agreed. This is this is fantastic. Like absolutely in love with this. Yeah, I'm I just love excited. Sorry. Oh, I I love the idea of the like emphasis on living in the moment, and yeah. that's something that the people in the inner ring have lost. Like they're so focused on performance and like, mm-hmm. um, or rather recited like strict performance type stuff, mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. improvising and going with the flow and and the uh, family stuff that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost mm-hmm. like inverting what you're saying because it's yeah. like they have a care about about not lineage, but like what's the word for it? Like um, the legacy of their art mm-hmm. and how it's perceived. Yeah. They don't really care about the actual art, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Rob, I did like what you were saying before too about like people getting together as romantic partners and like producing better music for that. And mm-hmm. um, I think that could still happen. Like oh, if, yeah. when you find your your soulmate, like you, you make this like magical type of music together. Um, and again, that's something that the people in the inner ring have sort of lost with like arranged marriages between wealthy houses Ooh, to yeah. produce like the best, best uh, musical stock, essentially. And then they go out to, you know, the Wild West, which is the broken down tuning fork. And they start hearing, mm-hmm. you know, like the quote unquote real music and they fall in love with another musician. And now there's a yeah. love triangle and. That happens yeah. like every other block in the city, like yeah. every week. Like, yeah, why not? Because th- these people are feeling these deep, powerful emotions sometimes for the first times. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, this is going to bring it out of you. You're going to get like those situations where you feel the Yeah, 100 percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I'm picturing that character that we were talking about. Maybe she's due to be married to somebody that she doesn't truly love or she's already been married and then goes out and experiences this whole new world yeah. of music. And it's mm-hmm. like, I can't, I can't go back there because this is where I want to be. Yeah. A hundred percent. So many people 100%. can connect with that. Like I can connect mm-hmm. with that from, um, obviously I can connect with that, but like <laughs> you can connect with that from the perspective of like someone who's young, right. And doesn't want to yes. get uh, handcuffed to the future. Someone who has already had, 
a lifetime of experience and realizes this is not what they wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. at, at different ages, you can all connect with that feeling and mm-hmm. the, the, the longing that there is something else to be drawn, you know, to go out there and, and achieve. There's a reason that the Titanic movie was as popular as it was, because mm-hmm. that's basically what we just described is that <laughs> type of like feeling and situation, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. This is fantastic. I, I, I think everyone here is very excited. I, I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to actually step in and speak for the rest of y'all. Cause this is fucking fun, man. <laughs> okay, um, yes. It's right. recap time. We're going to go around. We're going to talk about our tenants we're going to make sure that they still fit. We're going to highlight those parts. And if we can think of anything else, we'll toss those in too. I think this has been a rousing success for tenants. I mean, mine, as mm-hmm. I said before, I wanted to keep it lighter. We've definitely done that. And then uh, I also said that, wait, wait, what did I say for my second half of it? Oh, romance. And, and for, for the second half of mine, I, I said that we I wanted to keep in the romance. We literally just talked about mm-hmm. that. I think both facets of that first tenant of mine have been roundly successful and very much integrated into the setting thus far. So I'm very happy about that. Courtney, we next went over to you, I believe. So mm-hmm. what was your first tenant? Uh, that was that this is a space Western type thing where the inner core is very like orchestral and classical mm-hmm. with academies while the outskirts is like a musical free-for-all like literal yeah. frontier of music which yeah i think we definitely captured here oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh I, i'm when when you say like musical free-for-all i'm thinking like you know like you got punk bands you got jazz you got uh fusion of all sorts happening mm-hmm. all over mm-hmm. the place you know it's like we're the really experimental stuff happens not just like drone or like art pop or stuff like that but Mm. you know like that's where a lot more of the real the the real quote-unquote music comes from Mm -hmm. i mean the other thing which is kind of tangential but related is you know part of the the initial um prompt is that even combat is somehow resolved through music Mm -hmm. there's ways we can do that from a, a science fictional perspective too in that say you have ships that do they have to sometimes fight each other or whatever like you can you can reinterpret ships weapons as being harmonic like maybe the way that you mm. disable someone else's shields or their ships is you outplay them and that could literally yeah. mean using I, yeah. harmonic weaponry so it's like you're not going to hurt them but you're going to disable their shields or like make them go adrift by playing okay. the right notes like so for I, example you know you could have vibrating um particles <laughs> right that technically are music in space mm-hmm. you know that you can't hear but the way it works you know is that it is technically music you know? i'm i'm picturing like a battle stations kind of thing where like everybody uh-huh. rushes to their seat yes. in the their orchestra and like gets out their <laughs> instruments and starts like yes. playing very vigorously yeah how <laughs> do we feel about playing the brown note at our enemies is that something yeah, that right like, should we really resort to this like uh, it's, it's been banned it's, by the geneva convention the you can't use yeah. a brown note yeah no yeah it's a war crime absolutely right, it's a war crime. yeah Okay, it's it's uncouth. It exists, but it's uncouth. It shall not be played. And yeah. that's definitely very much um, like Firefly because there's hilarious <laughs> moments like that, you know? Okay, yeah. I, can, I, I didn't get that far, but I can support that for sure. <laughs> uh, Daniel, remind me what your first tenant was, sir. My first tenant was Courtney's, but we we um, <laughs> we shrunk it by saying that we wanted there to be a focus on a particular outpost, which I think is achieved because mm-hmm. the oh, second yeah. fork is where we're going. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, all right. So my second tenant was I wanted to expand it out to uh, singers and dancers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, again, I think that's something that's just kind of like been roundly talked about. I'm totally fine with that. Um you oh, know, I could totally I, take your dancers a step further too, Daniel. Like, by all <laughs> means, please. Like certainly, singers. I'm ta- thinking about the the spaceship battles, right? Or even like in mech battles. Mm-hmm. I could certainly see singers having their vocals be used as weapons too. But mm-hmm. I could see dancers, their dexterity and their their ability to their reflexes might be part of how they can control, say, a mech, or part of how they can control their pilots. controls of a ship. Yeah, like their pilots, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a complex um, uh, 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 symphony of dance you have to perform in a starfighter to outwit mm. the other starfighter. <laughs> sure, I, I, yeah, absolutely. 
I can also see something like the scene from The Fifth Element with the opera mm-hmm. singer. Oh, yeah. I love that yeah. fucking yeah. scene. Yeah, that movie's that movie's fantastic. We just talked about that movie for like movie. two seconds. Like that's a modern classic. A class sure. movie. For mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I've rarely yeah. given a say anything. That's an A. <laughs> uh, that is, I, I feel like that's literally everything you love, Daniel. So yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Only the things I love get A's. <laughs> uh gary oldman in that is so so yes. good mm-hmm. oh my god yes. he's so good in that movie he's so, he's probably maybe the perfect villain in that movie if he's up there i'd say for sure mm-hmm. uh just the right amount of camp and menacing that i love you know uh all right uh second tenant courtney your second tenant was uh that there are otherworldly entities that Mm-hmm. Uh, tempt people into duels, uh, basically an exchange of like abilities or instruments. Um, but if mm. the other person loses, they would sort of take them over. And, okay. Yeah, we built on that with like we basically talked about like the remnants of an alien race that had mm-hmm. that the bulk of them have had ascended or disappeared for whatever reason, and uh, these bad notes were left behind that were not appreciated by mm. the other aliens. I feel like we no, definitely we touched upon that. that. Mm-hmm. I think that we could probably put a little bit more meat on the bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? agreed. agreed. Uh, yeah, we haven't really resolved that, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with that. Now, I think I have a solution. Y'all tell me whether or not it's it's what we want to explore. Can we have these, you know, bad notes, as we call them, be another part of the abandoned spa- uh, tuning fork? You know, oh, like yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're kind of like natural hazards or like yeah. maybe this is like the gas from a from a, a a mine or something like that where it's like, oh, boy, these record producers just got out and now they're trying <laughs> to sign all these deals, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I was picturing them as like being a presence in the uh, abandoned station, like they're just sort of floating around and mm. um, sometimes people will stumble upon them. Sometimes yeah. they're actively sought out if somebody knows that they're there and they want mm. that power really badly. As they're exploring this massive abandoned space station, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Just like some kind of ghostly figure will appear to them and like speak into their mind. Ooh, or yeah. maybe they just find instruments and mm-hmm. then the, the spirits are attached to the instruments themselves or something like in, in certain oh, cases. Like technology yeah. of some kind. Yeah. 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 That's cool. That's, I think also we need to mirror that in the um, interim too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it would be as mysterious or because I feel like if we're going to have lover comparisons, like the idea that there's yeah. these are paired aliens, they might have some variation of that. I don't know if it's known or used in some way in the interim though. Or, well, I mean, Rob had been talking about like the record execs or the record labels who are signing people and basically oh, like, in return possessed? for maybe, or like maybe they've mm-hmm. used some sort of alien technology to, to make that. that actually happen. Like, Oh, if you sign uh, this document, you, yeah. like I literally own you. Like oh, your like soul that. is mine. Yeah. And they're so they're being, exploiting it, basically, mm-hmm, the technology yeah, yeah. of that other alien fork. Right. They found out what it does, how it works, and now they're exploiting Because they don't want to sign their lives away, but mm-hmm. they can, and they use it under the guise as like, hey, I'm the one who can give you this power, where realistically, they're just giving you this artifact that make you basically do on your own, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think that works, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Um, Daniel, for your final tenet, what do you got for us? Well, that was our tuning forks in the end. It was a mysterious. Oh, right. We had to skip emanating music, but we definitely covered that one. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 Thoroughly, Uh I'd say. Yeah. Well, um, Mm -hmm. I, I have to say I'm very, very excited for this setting. I'm loving where this is going. I'm really curious as to see where the the whole twist comes in. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, this can go real, real sideways. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> same, you know, same. But uh, we're gonna click. Uh, we're, we're gonna roll some dice and figure it out, right? So, without further ado, we're gonna roll some dice and we're gonna find that twist. So the twist is the twist is. Someone is manipulating everything from behind the scenes, and it's not who you expect. Oh, great. I think we can work with that one for sure. All right. So we've got our twist. 
We'll see you next time on World Build with us. And remember that if you want us to build your world like we did with Jay's today, again, thank you, Jay. Uh, always good to hear from you. Then you can go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com. Follow the link in the instructions and in no time, we'll be building your world. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can go to at Let's World Build and follow us there. If you want to come chat with us in our Discord, guess what? There is a link for that in the description. And if we're feeling particularly generous or you just want access to our sweet, sweet patron only episodes, you can click on the link, give us some money on Patreon and bam, it's yours. That will do it for this episode of World Build with us. Remember that we love you very much. We're going to get through this together until next week. Bye.